Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I'm your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode 80, 80, an age I hope to live to, but we'll see how that pans out. Um, we got uh, some good stuff this episode. Our beer is coming to you from Big Sky Country, and then we have some enjoyable content. Maybe we have a guest. Maybe we don't. You'll never know unless you listen. Listen to the music of your heart. I don't know what that was. Um, We have been doing so much lately. Uh, Perhaps you listened to the Comic-Con episodes where we got some Q&A with Nev Campbell and uh, some cast of The Office. And I drove Polly Shore to Ohio and hung out with the Foo Fighters and then went to Camp Anarchy, got a super useless press pass, so that was fun. Um, been doing a lot of stuff, so I'm glad you guys are keeping up. Uh, the numbers keep growing. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beers and 90s Though, let's be honest, I really just update the Instagram. If you guys want more, let me know. You can email me, uh, beersand90s at gmail.com. That's B-E-E-R-S-A-N-D-9-0-S at gmail.com. But without further ado, episode 80. Let's get into it. That should be the introduction to every song, except for the Seinfeld theme, because I feel like it would fit that. Okay, here's a song. All right, this week, our beer and myself, uh, at least for this part of the episode, are coming to you from Billings, Montana. We have Yellowstone Valley Brewing out of Billings, Montana, and they've been crafting happiness for decades, or so it says on their can. I'll ask them about that later when I visit the brewery. I'm trying to go out there a little later today, but we'll find out. We'll see what happens. The world's my oyster, but oysters can be disgusting. Uh, but we do have Black Widow, which is an oatmeal stout from Yellowstone Valley Brewing, right out of Billings, Montana. Billings, Montana is a fun little area because it's a big beer town. I believe I talked about it in the, uh, in the show before. But they have a walkable brewery tour. It's a mile and a half and I think seven or eight breweries. Uh, I've done it, and I recommend you do it as well if you find yourself in Billings, Montana. If you fly into here, the airport is up on the mountain. And so as you're landing, you're like, oh, the ground's far away. The ground's far away. And then the ground's like smacks you in the face. It's uh, scary if it's your first time, (laughs) but it's fascinating if you know what's coming. So this is an oatmeal stout. So as you can imagine, it is quite dark and not transparent whatsoever. Well, actually, I guess if I hold it up to the sunlight, it's almost like a Coca-Cola. Interesting. I thought it'd be a little thicker. I also was told recently, I don't know if this is true or not, brewers... Uh, shoot me a message and let me know. I was told the brewer decides if it's a stout or a porter, but they're essentially brewed the same, which that doesn't sound right to me. Someone clarify that because that sounds like a pile of garbage. Let's give it a try. So very, uh, very flagship stout right off the top. Um, a lot of robust flavor. You, you definitely get the coffee, the chocolate, everything's subtle and blends together to make uh, 
really good oatmeal stout. Oats, maybe. Do you get some oats in there? Um, but nothing, nothing crazy on the on the outside. But I mean, it isn't called like a super coffee oatmeal stout. It's just called oatmeal stout. So you guys know I like my beer a little weird because everybody makes different versions of the same thing. Um, but it's it's good. I mean, it's a great little basic stout. Reminds me a little bit of uh, like a breakfast stout, like a founder's breakfast stout or uh, anything that's uh, got a strong flavor, but nothing that sticks out independently of the other flavors involved, if that makes sense. I feel like that was a good sentence. Yeah, definitely get like a caramel chocolate sort of flavoring. Toffee? No, not toffee. On the sides of my tongue there when I swallow. There's so many that's what she said jokes in the beer segment. I need I need a little hype man, a little zinger next to me that just goes, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> uh, but there are, this is one of, like I said, I think eight or nine breweries um, right here in a mile and a half walk for uh, Billings, Montana. So come on out here, do a little walk. The walk of fame turns into the walk of shame. Um, Check it out. It's a good place to be. There are some drug addicts and homeless people around the Denny's. So I would avoid the Denny's. (laughs) But other than that, it's a fun downtown. Um, it, It is super nice. And it's a little small downtown, but there's a bunch going on. Little shops and boutiques and restaurants and uh, highly recommend it. And if you can get into the Double Tree, I believe it's the tallest building downtown. So there you go. Want to get a good view? Stay there or go up to the airport and look down on the city. That's also cool. Yellowstone Valley Brewing, I appreciate you. It's your song. Get into it. This week, we are talking about Third Wave Ska. Third Wave Ska? What's that, man? I'm going to tell you, because there has been a couple waves of Ska before it. Hence, the Third Wave is the one we're talking about. So, Third Wave Ska. Uh, Here's what you need to know about Ska. There's a brief history and how we got to Third Wave Ska. Ska, S-K-A, which is one of those words that you say more than like three times and it doesn't sound like a word. It barely sounds like a word to begin with. So now we're sitting here going, what, 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 what the fuck is that? Uh, Ska formed in Jamaica in the 1950s. Uh, It was born from uh, reggae and by the 70s, this new two-tone movement started in England uh, where they took the upstroke melodies of Ska and added a harder punk guitars, punk guitar riffs very guitar heavy and then two-tone ska came at a time when the uk was facing some harsh racial tensions and you can find the fight against that racism in much of the lyrics that came out of the bands at the time uh, namely the specials who i used to have a special cd and i couldn't name you one song from them Um, but from that the late 80s brought us to third wave ska and something also classified a lot of times as ska punk or punk ska ska punk let's call it ska punk i like that better. 
Uh, third wave ska, most recognizable by its large horn sections and dominating guitar riffs. So you hear a lot more of that punk rock guitar. And the guitar, in my personal opinion, is way more talented and complex than nearly all punk bands. Um, especially of the time when punk was, you know, five to seven chords and they were all power chords and there was not a lot of variation put in anything. Occasionally you get like a riff in the beginning or something. Um, but it wasn't till the mid late nineties that ska really became elevated into mainstream with commercial success of bands such as mighty, mighty boss tones, who we did an episode on, um, real big fish and less than Jake. We should talk about real big fish. I love them. And then while the popularity in the mainstream came and went, as you may remember, um, with the help of like supportive labels such as like fat records and, uh, diehard fans like myself many of the bands that came to their peak in the 90s they're still around today they're touring a lot of them put on really good shows i've seen a number of the bands we're about to talk about um live in the last five years and highly recommend it highly recommend it um let's talk about some of those bands so first up in no specific order i was trying to figure out if i did put these in order but i didn't so whenever whenever guys First up is Real Big Fish. Uh, Real Big Fish, they had commercial success with their single Sellout, which a lot of, oh man, Real Big Fish was a turning point for a lot of people because Real Big Fish, even though their first single was Sellout, which was a joke about selling out, if you listened to it, you were considered a poser for listening to a sellout band. It was very complex. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, their first album, Everything Sucks, which featured a bunch of songs that were later on their um, date. So, okay, let's go back. Everything Sucks was like an indie record they did. And then when they got signed, their first major label album was Turn the Radio Off. Their second major label album, Why Did They Rock So Hard, which I think is fantastic. Uh, not Did not do well critically. Um, but songs from both of those albums can be found on their very first or found on their very first indie record, which was Everything Sucks, which I highly recommend listening to and then listening to the re-recorded versions. And then, if you're so bold, you can listen to the re-recorded versions because, like many bands, um, and recently Taylor Swift, famously, uh, lost all the rights to their shit to their record company, so they don't own their own music, so they literally re-recorded everything and did a greatest hits since uh the best of us for the rest of us or some shit like that and it's all their old songs but re-recorded so they own those right the rights to those songs what a complex world the record industry is where they just constantly fuck people over um mighty mighty boss tones i don't want to spend too much time on because we have discussed mighty mighty boss tones a number of times and we even had a whole episode for them uh, just a couple highlights. They did form in 1983. First band to gain uh, notoriety as ska core, a term that was coined specifically for them. Uh, they got commercial success with Someday I Suppose and Where'd You Go and The Impression That I Get. All songs that you would know if you heard. Uh, the first two were featured in the movie Clueless. We did. We literally did a whole podcast episode on them. So, And Clueless, for that matter. So check that out if you want to know more. But they're definitely huge in the third wave ska era suicide machines if you haven't heard of them they were a little smaller but they were from uh michigan i believe flint so 
everybody here in Michigan knew about them. Originally called Jack Kevorkian and the Suicide Machines. Uh, the rumor was that they got sued for that, and they changed it to just the Suicide Machines. But the more research I did, I couldn't find a lawsuit. So who knows? But their big album was Destruction by Definition. Great album. Um, they can still perform some of the best songs off there, like New Girl, uh, just as well as they did back in like 97, 98 when I saw them for the first time. I uh, saw them at Camp Anarchy, jumping around. Look at all of us, 30-somethings 30 30 and 40-somethings just jumping around on stage like we're kids. And then fucking icing our legs and back. <laughs> we old, y'all. We old. But yeah, they, they broke up and got back together and took a break and stopped and started. And you can read a little history on them. I don't know a bunch of songs by them. I know that album, and I don't know that album super well, but I know... I know one of their songs when I hear it, if that's any consolation. But another band, uh, especially locally, that played a good impact in keeping that ska punk rock, if that makes sense. Next, um, probably my favorite band in this genre, and a band that I've seen good, three times in the last five or six years, which is crazy now that I say that out loud. Less Than Jake. What a great band. Uh, Less Than Jake feels like has been around forever. They have tons of, I think, like nine or ten, maybe more, studio albums. Um, Losing Streak and Hello Rockview brought them their commercial success and shined a spotlight on this like huge cult following. They had an album before that called Pezcor, uh, as well as Losers, Kings, and Things You Don't Understand. Uh, Pezcor, though, they have a whole thing with Pez dispensers. They collected them or gave them out at shows. I don't know the exact history, but like if you were a big Less Than Jake fan, you just collected Pez. And I, I knew a kid in high school, Nick Rodriguez, do you listen to this? Let me know. But he loved Less Than Jake, and he had a crazy extensive Pez collection. And you know, that's not a bad thing to collect. It doesn't take up a bunch of space. And each one is unique. I've named this Charlie Brown one. Brown one don't know why i'm bad at naming things should have just called it charlie brown um pez dispensers do i have a pez dispenser behind me no yeah that's actually a nice update too side note the bar is gone as you may know from previous episodes and i am in our new house and i am in our new basement and there is no bar but there is 90s stuff galore let me give you a quick rundown at the beginning of the next episode because I don't want to take up too much time now. I want to stay on subject. But yeah, seriously, listen to episode 81 and I will tell you all about the basement. Maybe I'll post some pictures with that. Uh, Less Than Jake, love them. Love, 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 love. Uh, Borders and Boundaries, I could listen to that album over and over and over again. Uh, I know it's a little later and I still hold a special place for Losing Streak, but damn such a good album um another one that gets looped into third wave scott that you might not know of is buck 09 so buck 09 was around for a little while before anyone knew who they were uh, as far as commercial success goes it was their fourth studio album that actually got the songs my town i'm the man and what happened to the radio uh all pretty pretty big hits in that scene a couple of those got some airplay on your 90s alternative stations 
Uh, that album was called 28 Teeth. I recently downloaded that and listened to it again. Holds up, man. That's a good album. And uh, we'll play a song from them pretty soon here so you can hear what I'm talking about. Because it's good. I'd like to listen to it. It's not a bad, it's not a bad album. I don't know what this voice is. Moving along, uh, another band that I didn't know anything about, and there's a pretty interesting history on this band if you ever want to check them out. I don't think we're going to spend a bunch of time on them, but the band is Save Ferris, whose name comes from Ferris Bueller, or Ferris Bueller's Day Off, for you people that want technical movie titles, sons of bitches. Um, they received a Grammy Showcase Award for Best Unsigned Band, because they sold albums essentially out of the trunk of their car before they were signed to a label, and they sold 20,000 copies just out of the fucking trunk of their car. So they got, like, discovered for doing everything on their own, which is pretty remarkable. Um, it's a pretty great story. And then they, of course, their biggest radio hit was Come On Eileen, the cover um, that, you know, female lead singer, uh, she was very popular in the ska scene. She was on the Real Big Fish song. She has a girlfriend now. You may remember that song about the lesbian that the Real Big Fish were in love with. Come on, guys. Um, it's a great cover. I don't know anything else by them. They're, I mean, they seem like a great band. They had it all put together. I've seen them at Warp Tour back in like 99 or something. But that's all I got to say about them. Check out their history, though. The, the receiving the Grammy Award and really starting on their own and able to sell like tens of thousands of copies of their album um, unsigned is a very difficult thing to do. So good for them. And then uh, last band I wanted to talk about is another one of my favorites that have a couple albums that I can listen to from start to finish This to this day. I love them. Um, Goldfinger. Goldfinger gained popularity with their single Here in Your Bedroom, which is on their self-titled debut. Uh, that means the album was also called Goldfinger. Goldfinger, 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 you know. Uh, Hang Ups, their second album, gained some commercial success, including uh, multiple film features. And I think uh, they have a song in my favorite PlayStation 2 game, which is Burnout Revenge. You're welcome. Um, Great band, though, and Hang Ups. Oh, I could listen to that album over and over and over and over again. This is a band that I got their greatest hits album in, like, 2004, and everyone was like, why do you still listen to them? And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't know how to find new music anymore. Everything sucks now. Um, oh, full circle. Everything sucks. Right back to Real Big Fish, which is the first band we were talking about today. Look at that. Look at that. You know what? Let's hear a song from one of those bands right now just talk to this girl used to live yeah on my street Whoa. after all these years you're here and you remember me Whoa. she said her old boyfriend packed up and headed back east but she always knew someday he would go she just got a new job and she doubts it will last all right let's wrap it up um few announcements and i'm going to mention this again at the top of the next episode uh once again i want to tell you all about my new basement setup i think you'll enjoy it i also want to tell you guys we are broadcasting live from michigan comic-con i did attend motor city comic-con but turns out there's also a michigan comic-con so we will be down in kobo in detroit and 
broadcasting live Friday, August 16th at 11 p.m. Get that beer 90s late night crowd. You know what I'm talking about. There won't be anyone there. <laughs> we'll see. It might be funny. Um, if it, if You know what's funny? If there's no one there, it'll feel just like a normal podcast. So hopefully that'll be a rousing success regardless. And I will uh, post those details on Instagram or Facebook or both. But fuck Twitter, man. I'm not going to do it. But thank you for listening and following, and I hope you guys are having a great summer. I, I know we took some weeks off. I was moving houses and on vacation, and work has been crazy. So uh, thank you for sticking with us, and I hope you enjoy episode 80. We're doing two episodes this week, so episode 81 coming up next, right after this last little snippet of songs. Guess what? It's a third wave ska song. Okay. Bye-bye. Peace of mind